Hello and welcome to episode 94 of the BMcast. Not a podcast that gives preview cards for a commander-focused preview season to two infamously bigoted and racist tabloid newspapers while ignoring the majority of actual commander creators in Europe, not to mention the lack of previews for Asia-Pacific creators in general, but the show about playing Magic the Gathering on a budget. I am Scott and I am joined by the elder brain herself, Emma. How are you doing today? <laughs> yeah, I'm doing good, thanks. I'm a pretty tired because I went to like a house party last night because it was the Eurovision Song Contest mm. and for those who aren't familiar with it it's a a European gathering of like singing and dancing and it's politically charged but it's a good excuse to have a few drinks and just like have a laugh because the UK traditionally do quite bad at it Mm -hmm. so I'm feeling really tired I had to watch some hockey last night because the Canes played and they won so my voice is a bit croaky because it was a bit of a it was a bit of a long night (laughs) in terms of content TCG players Commander Legends Battles for Baldur's Gate preview goes up this Wednesday Mm -hmm. Um, if you're a patron you'll see that today if you're not a patron you can read it yesterday I have no clue what the card is yet because I haven't received it, so that's fun. Um, so it's going to be a nice quick turnover <laughs> to get that done. Also, I'm writing content for Warhammer Universes Beyond that we're going to talk about in a little bit, mm. and there's a lot of stuff to cover on that. Earlier last week, I appeared on Mana Curve Stream to raise money for the Lilith Fund, which is about uh, a non profit that helps abortion rights, as mm. you were also a part yeah. of it as well. It was a really good time. Mm-hmm. Um, I played a fun yes. game with Angelo, the Jess guy, Black Neo, and EK. After that, mm. I did pick up some more cards for Commander because even though Quintorius is getting like decent, not like super powerful, but decent, I just want a few more mana rocks just so I can guarantee Quintorius gets out on like turn three, turn four. Because you kind of have to take a turn yeah. off to play it, given like the mana value of it. Um, so I just picked mm. up some cheap mana rocks to just help that. Yeah. And I also picked up a currency converter from the new Commander set, which is awesome. Oh yeah, I'm a big that fan of that cool. card. <laughs> So yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Uh, it was my birthday last week, so I took a red day off. I just ate some breakfast cake Happy and birthday. slept in. <laughs> um, and yeah, I've just been busy preparing for the onslaught of previews that are going to happen and releases oh, in the next few weeks. Um, <laughs> what about you? Uh, yeah, I've been good. I have been a busy boy on a few streams this week. Like you said, with Chase's charity streams yeah. for the Lilith Fund, I was on there mm-hmm. as well. I was also playing with Jarvis Moonbeam on his stream on Thursday, and then I was also on a charity stream yesterday organized by Hobbs and Seth Cross for Mental Health Awareness Month. So yeah, a lot of games were were had. It was a lot of fun. Good causes for a lot of them as well, which is great. For content this week, uh, my article I think is actually a pretty important guide on how to scale a deck's power level in Commander. It is a tough thing to do. So this guide is designed to help you identify the aspects that are sort of contributing to the current power level of your deck, how you can adjust them up or down to suit the level that you want to play at as well. So that is live on Card Kingdom. You check that out after the show. Outside of Magic, there's a few things as well. I've been getting back into Hollow Knight for another casual playthrough. Nice. Because... My friend Karen is a pretty new gamer. She messaged me a couple of weeks ago and was like, I have a Switch and I've played like two games ever. Uh, Recommend me some. So I was like, well, Hollow Knight, obviously. And she has been messaging me sort of like blow by blow plays of like where (laughs) she is in the story and like what she's getting to and everything. And, uh, you know, whenever she finds a new NPC or something dramatic happens and it's given me the itch to get back into it. So last night I just beat the Mantis Lords again, which is easily one of my all-time favorite boss fights. It is just so satisfying. It's not too difficult, but it's just Mm. that right kind of level of satisfying that you feel like properly accomplished when you beat them. Sure. I also booted up Loop Hero again. This is something that I tried a few months ago now, I'd say at this point, and never really got into it, but I'm really enjoying it now. It's like you're the dungeon master 
for right. an auto battler, but you're also the city planner, and it's also like Slay the Spire. It's Ooh, really weird. That sounds fun. Yeah, it's very, very weird. Like, it, you draft as you, like, go around on this loop. Um, like your character is like a like a lore PG dude and they just go around in this loop and like monsters spawn they fight them they get experience they level up they get items off them and they also the enemies drop tiles and these tiles you can place around the place which spawn different enemies or different loot and that kind of thing and you just see how far you can get that seems it's pretty good it's very much like in the genre of roguelite yeah because like when you die you go back to camp and you can upgrade stuff there or whatever so it's very like Hades like progression Mm. But it's also just like seven other genres at the same time. Nice. It's it's wild and I kind of love it. It's so. on PC. It is on PC. It's on Switch as well. Ooh, so I have both of those. Yeah. Good to mm. know. And then I'm actually looking forward to my first little trip away <gasps> for the first time in a very long time. So if you are listening to this episode as soon as it goes live on Thursday, then I will have just landed in Italy for one of my friend's weddings. Nice. So... Looking forward to that. Uh, it'll also be my birthday on that day. Um, so be sure to let me know on Twitter that you've heard this. Say happy birthday. I'm also getting like a 7 a.m. flight. So yeah, <laughs> it's going <gonna>, to <laughs> suck. Yeah. It's like, happy birthday. It's 4 a.m. What are you doing? I'm at Dublin Airport. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, I'll take it if it means I can have real authentic Italian meal and authentic Italian weather as well. Mm. Gorgeous place. I, I yeah. really want to go back at some point. I've never been. So this will be the first time. You'll enjoy it. Oh, hopefully you get to enjoy some mm. of it because I know like weddings are very like logistics and you know you don't really get much time. Yeah, we're only there for like two days, but sure. it's going to be pretty chill because like the wedding is very small. I think it's only like 20, 30 people kind oh, of thing. Nice. So yeah, yes. should be good. If you enjoy the BM cast and would like to support them, you can become a patron for as little as $3. Not only will you get access to all of the show notes and deck lists, but you get to listen to the new episodes a day earlier than anyone else. Visit patreon.com forward slash the BMcast to join today. There are also free ways to support them too. Just listening to the show is already great. You can follow them on their Twitter at the BMcast as well, and even DM them for a link to the Discord server. No matter your budget, we'll make sure you get your stonks on. All right, so, Emma, it is your turn this week. What is your card of the week? It's not a card of the week week, it's a card of the week. So, talking about Mana Rocks earlier in the intro, uh, I just want to bring mm. up Liquid Metal Talk from Modern Horizons 2. Oh, my fave. For two mana, you get an artifact, uh, so you can tap it to add a colorless, and then you can tap it to give target non permanent becomes an artifact in addition to its other types until end of turn. I'm looking for more cheap, uh, like, Mana Rocks for Quintorius. This seems a really good one. It's like mm. another alternate to Mindstone if you already run Mindstone. The second effect is pretty unique, but you can just play it as a mana rock and kind of ignore it. Like you don't have to acknowledge mm. the second part. But yeah, you can use it with any sort of artifact abilities, anything that's artifact matters, it gives you that bonus. You can also turn something into an artifact to blow it up. Yeah. And it's like a dollar thirty, so just seems mm-hmm. really good for like commander especially. Yeah, it is. I use it particularly in mono blue or mono red decks as ways to get rid of things that I normally wouldn't be able to get rid of. Like, I would use it to re-sculpt a Planeswalker. Or, in red, I will use it to, like, abrade an enchantment. That kind of thing. It is super, super good. Okay, so, 
Moving on from card of the week into the news of the week. So we're going to talk today a little bit about all the stuff that they had announced this week because they had announced a lot. First of all, Wizards had an announcement stream that was also an announcement of an announcement of an announcement stream, I think, or something. Yeah, it's the typical announcement inception thing where even though like this had nothing to do with Baldur's Gate, Command Legends 2, which was a bit weird um, because previews start what this week so it would have been from monday on the 16th but they just wanted to like round out the schedule for quarter three and a little bit of quarter four so we just know what's coming in like the summer autumn time because there's been a lot of stuff in the air because obviously infinity's been put back as well so it's Mm. just i think wizards of the coast just want to just like tap in and go hey here's some stuff that's coming out at some point but here's Commander yeah. Legends like next week. So yeah, it was it was all very weird, and they seem to be like going meta with their own like inside jokes of announcing announcements and stuff yeah. as well. It's very weird. Like if it was an individual creator that was like taking the piss out of themselves, they'd be like, oh, okay, that's f- kind of funny. Yeah. But when it's a corporation, you're like, stop that. Yeah, like, that's, stop that's that. our thing. It's, it's just don't, weird. Don't do that. That's our yeah. job, not your job. That's it's our weird. Job. It just it just reminds me of you know in like Community that episode where like there's the guy called Subway yes. and like he's basically just like sold himself as a person to become the yeah. personification of the corporation Subway it's, it's just like that yeah. it's like when they're making jokes like that I'm like silence Subway please don't <laughs> stop this <laughs> But moving on from that, we're going to have a chat about some of the stuff because, oh God, as you can tell by the title of the episode, oh oh God, even more stuff. Like, (laughs) there is just more and more stuff constantly. And it's a lot, but it's okay. We've spent our time, we've gone through it, and we're just going to, like, read it all out to you in, like, digestible form, I suppose. To start off, Universes Beyond, Warhammer 40k. That's coming up soon enough preview season starting on the 26th of july and there's going to be four commander decks so yeah this kicks off the uh, collaboration wizards of the coast has with various other ips so they're starting off with games workshop mm-hmm. who are the company that produces warhammer 40,000, age of sigma blood bowl all the tabletop miniature games they produce it and yeah. now wizards of the coast are working with games workshop and they're going to be releasing four commander decks highlighting some of the characters and some of the factions within warhammer 40k there are four mm. of them. Um, so you got Tyranid Swarm, which is highlighting the Tyranids. Think of them as like the Zerg from StarCraft. They are just like a very swarmy, big mutant army. That's mm-hmm. um, a good way to put it. Necron Dynasties is about the Necrons, who are like sentient robot beings that are laid dormant. Think of them a little bit like the Reapers from Mass Effect. They lay dormant for ages, but then they want to destroy planets yeah. and take over them. And then you got the Ruinous Powers, which is about the Chaos Space Marines, who are the primary antagonists of the Warhammer 40k universe. They are Space Marines that have turned bad, they, they worship one of the four gods, and they all have their own separate factions within that as well. And the last one you got is the Forces of the Imperium, which are the good guys, so you're going to have Space Marines in there, you're going to have some of the Inquisition, the Inquisition act more like demon hunters, so they are like the human factions are all lumped together, because they are tend to be the more popular ones, so they're in there as well. Mm-hmm. Worth noting that, um, you know, good guys is like extremely yeah. heavily air-quoted, and the exceptionally subjective <laughs> yeah they, they tend to be the most popular because they're the ones that people associate with because they're human they're, they're very human looking and 
with stuff like Space Marines. They are like the the face fa- like the face faction of Warhammer 40k. They're the ones that Games Workshop push the most, especially the Ultramarines, which are like the blue Space Marines that you see with the big U on the shoulder pads. So you expect yeah. expect to see some of that in there, just because it just gravitates Warhammer 40k people into playing Magic, um, which is obviously the goal here, really. Yeah. So you're going to have four normal pre-con decks, but then you'd be able mm-hmm. to pick up something called the Signature Edition, I believe it's called, which are these really fancy foil, apparently really f- exclusive versions of those decks. I don't know what they really come mm-hmm. with. Apparently they come with something called Surge Foils. Don't know what they are yet. I yeah. imagine they're going to be really fancy and probably like etched in some way, most likely. Maybe different art. Maybe, yeah. Who knows? And they're obviously going to be more expensive because they're going to be really exclusive. Obviously, yep. And then there's three secret layers coming as well with that release. So you're going to get secret layer X Warhammer 40, Warhammer 40,000, which is going to include orcs, which are a very popular faction within the, the universe. Um, and then you're going to have one that is Age of Sigma, which is really interesting because Age of Sigma is the mm-hmm. fantasy variant now of 40k. It used to yeah. be called Warhammer Fantasy Battles, but then they re- revised it, updated the rules, mm. and turned it into Age of Sigma, which has actually become a quite a good version now. I think we're on like the third edition. It's been around for about five, six years okay. now. And then you've got Secret Lair Blood Bowl, which is the the sports mm. Warhammer game. It's not as quite <laughs> as big as like 40k but yeah. it's basically uh american football but violent is the best way to put it so american football plus magic plus 40k so yeah. it's like secret layer emma right yeah yeah so um it's not um <laughs> so it's more fantasy blood Bowl tends to be more fantasy yeah. leaning rather than like sci-fi yeah. but it's just this like blood and guts football like no holes barred sort of thing also a really good video yeah. game if you like the, there's a football manager version but for blood bowl which is also quite good okay. <laughs> um, so yeah there's nice. lots coming out if you're big into warhammer that's awesome mm-hmm. if you're not into warhammer that is also fine these were just players good like decks if you just want to enjoy the lore mm-hmm. that is also fine because there are a lot of people who follow warhammer but don't play the miniatures or paint the models they just follow the lore because there's just so much of yeah. it to go around so yeah, like as as grim and awful as like a lot of it is, the lore is generally quite interesting. And despite being someone that I thought wouldn't be like as mad into lore as I would be, this is the game that I think I'm more into the lore than the actual game itself, yeah. personally. But um, if you had to pick one of these decks to pick up, knowing nothing other than the fact that the Necrons are mono black, the Ruinous Powers are Grixis colors, the forces of the Imperium are Esper colors and the Tyranids are Teamer colors. What would you go for? Um, so, as someone who's into Warhammer and into Magic, I would just go on the faction that I play, and that is the Chaos Space Marines, because I can use my okay. models as tokens. That's fair, actually, yeah. I suspect a lot of people are going to pick this up based on just the, some of their favorite characters and factions from Warhammer 40k. So I'm just going to lean with the Chaos one. So I have a Death Guard army, which is Chaos-leaning. It's not... Abaddon, who's the flagship commander for this this precon, but it's under that mm-hmm. arm, so I kind I kind of like the chaos space move, so I'll just pick that one up. I probably won't pick up all four, okay. um, but I'll just pick up one and have like a, a warhammer deck because I really like the game mm. as well. Yeah, fair. Now moving on, they were talking about uh, Double Masters 2022 as well, which is much closer than I had thought, at least. Uh, the preview season starting on June 16th. That is a week after Commander Legends 2 release, by the way. Oh my god. Because okay. Commander, uh, Commander Legends Battle well, for Baldur's Gate comes out on the June 10th. 
so the week after that previous so you, you know what as much as as much as we complain about how close together all the stuff is i think double masters is the kind of thing that like it can be in conjunction with anything else at any yeah. other time because we've already seen these cards before we're just being basically notified of like what reprints we're yeah. getting which is i'm f- kind of fine with you know so good news etched foils are back I loved them. Yeah. I personally loved them. As someone who doesn't like foils, I thought that they were very, very slick. We are confirmed to be getting a couple of very good reprints. First of all, Kozilek Butcher of Truth. That's getting a reprint. Liliana The Last Hope. Also getting a reprint. Unfortunately, not Liliana of the Veil. Vale. She's still very much up there in price. Mm-hmm. And Ren and Six. Which we kind of knew because we saw the, the box art a while ago. So, yeah. you know collector boosters we need to talk about this for a second right they're going to be so freaking expensive yeah uh, four packs are rumored to be 230 dollars i'm suspecting this is going to be a lot like the vip boosters that they did with the first mm. double masters and they're just lumping together in a yeah. quote-unquote booster box which is just going to be four boosters that's that's like <laughs> right it's like a middle ground between collector booster and vip booster so they have to like it's not even a friggin' seal pool <laughs> yeah you know what i mean but it's good it's really they're really leaning into the collector space for this one yeah um so it just feels yeah, like for four, sure. it just feels like four vip boosters in a trench coat and you call it a booster box but. yeah now here's the thing right i do think that i've I've even written it down in the show notes this product probably isn't for you or almost anyone and you know what i actually think that's fine just very quickly as an aside i think this product isn't for you is not something that people should be upset or annoyed by or offended by because like people make products for people all the time that aren't for certain people and that's okay this is clearly for the people that have that spare money that just want to go and throw it at you know some nice cool weird fancy alternate versions of cards and stuff and if that's you great i don't know what you're doing listening to a budget podcast but like (laughs) (laughs) but you know what it like you never know it could be your birthday and you feel like treating yourself to a pack you know and that's like 50 dollars or whatever like it's reasonable there's these special foils that are coming because liliana last hope has this really unique foil treatment which it's very similar to how they do pokemon Mm. cards i believe so they're tapping into that market and they're just going to be really collectible and expensive which obviously you're gonna have a better chance of getting those if you get one of these Mm -hmm. collector vip booster things so it just all snowballs out Mm mm-hmm I mean, yeah. I'm excited for the set because it's a reprint set. You get two rares in the booster as well, hence the name. So that always helps. For sure. One other thing to add about Double Masters 2022 is that there's going to be two promos that come with the set as well. And they are Weathered Wayfarer and Bring to Light, which is interesting. Weathered Wayfarer doesn't really show up anywhere except for Commander, but that's cool. Like, I, I play the card in white decks myself. It's pretty good. And Bring to Light only really sort of showing up in modern sometimes pioneer like it's whatever i just think it's a bit weird but the art is beautiful Mm. Mm. oh it's nice yeah then weirdly they talked about dominaria united but also didn't yeah they're just like yeah it exists (laughs) it's on it's out first week of september this is when standard rotation happens that's it (laughs) Yeah. Essentially. Yeah, and <laughs> they they mentioned that it's basically going to be celebrating the 30th anniversary of Magic, which is cool. What that's telling me is if you're going to throw a bunch of money at a set, mm. maybe wait for Dominaria because they're probably going to come out with a bunch of like, oh, 30th anniversary edition, this, that and the others. Yeah. So, 
Consider this your formal warning, I guess. Hold up money for then or yeah, something. Yeah, I saw the, some of the um, product, because they released all like, the product images for all the stuff we're talking mm. about, including Dominar United. And on the collector boosters, I noticed Braids is on there. So it looks like Braids is going to be back mm. in there. And she kind of looks a bit Phyrexian'd. Like, she looks completed. She's got, like, six arms. So I'm guessing she might. there might be some <laughs> Phyrexian nonsense again. Again, I'm just speculating, but it Maybe. looks like Braids in the uh, set either way. Maybe. One thing to take away from what they said about Dominary United, though, I gotta say, I'm kind of loving it. Jumpstart packs are going to be a permanent fixture of a typical set offering from Dominary United onwards. Yeah, I think that's cool. Every set is now going to have Jumpstart boosters. Mm. And I know, like, I, I have to address something here, right? Every time someone talks about the different kinds of boosters and they complain about like how many different ones there are or how confusing they are they show their ass just that little bit more because like (laughs) really like you claim to be such big brain smart magic players and then you can't keep track of like what five or six different kinds of boosters like they are for different experiences like i'm not sitting here like shilling for watsy or anything like i know that i would be very very happy to pull out like if i went to a modern event or something and i won say like four packs I would be over the moon to pull Jumpstart packs instead of like regular draft boosters because it means I get to have a little game uh, with my prize winnings or whatever. Or, you know, collector boosters, oh, it's my birthday, I'm going to buy a pack or whatever, you know? This kind of thing. There are purposes for all of them. This whole thing of like, you know, packs are for drafting and and Mm. for collectors to open, like, not necessarily. Like, set boosters are really cool for the pack opening experience because as someone who opens packs mostly just to enjoy opening packs they're great you know like they're they're good to have and i think jumpstart is actually one of the more practical ones because it turns the booster pack itself rather than just being a supplemental product for a game into the physical game itself it is the full part and parcel game and that's awesome I agree. I just had to throw that out there. Yeah, yeah, and plus you get these nice little reprints as well, which just makes it yeah. even better as well. So I'm a big fan of it because you get people that, you know, get draft boosters from their prize winnings and they play like Pi Gal or, you know, Mental Magic yeah. or whatever with their winnings. And you could just play Jumpstart boosters and have a better experience. 100%. Also, speaking of uh, nice cards and reprints and mm. stuff, we are getting some cool promos. Over the nice. next little while, for specifically, yeah, specifically the store championships and the love your LGS thing that's coming back as well. So, store champs, they are roughly going to be around July 9th to 17th, and we have three particularly nice promos. Yep, so the participation promo is Flame Slash which is a one-mana mm-hmm. sorcery that deals four damage to target creature. This is great because Flame Slashes are so hard to get hold of for some reason. Like, I know it's, it's not, yeah, it's not right? played a lot, but it's really hard to get hold of. I've been trying to get a foil one for my cube for ages, and I just, I'm convinced they don't exist because I've just never seen mm-hmm. one. So this is great. So I'm just going to get one of these yeah. and put it in my cube instead. I have been looking for one for my... Popper Serpentine Curve deck. For some reason, yeah. I just can't find one. I don't it, know why. Because it was like, like in World Wake and then like... I think mm-hmm. conspiracy and I think that was it and just like they just don't exist Something like that. so the fact that this is like being printed is awesome for a common yeah. may I add one little thing to add to this by the way I don't know if you've if you've noticed this but someone pointed it out on I think it was Twitter the art on this which we've included in the show notes mm-hmm. that is a Tarmogoyf getting hit with a flame slash I did not know that that is so yes. cool Flame Slash was used in modern very regularly when Jund was very, very prominent because unlike Lightning Bolt most of the time, it was able to kill a Tarmogoyf. Yeah. 
I did not know. Just that's cool. Little tidbit. It's nice. That's a yeah. cool tidbit. And the the top eight promo is one I'm pretty excited for, which mm-hmm. is Archmage's Charm. Mm-hmm. So it's a very powerful instant in in modern at the moment. It's seeing a lot of play. It's becoming quite yep. expensive as a result. So this is a nice little nod to try and grab one of those. Plus the art is sweet because it's got Teferi in the background with his with his little staff, mm-hmm. and it looks all whimsical and whatnot. And the 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 winning promo like if you win the store championship you get a full art mm-hmm. dark confidant so they're bringing back the textless cards yeah. um, which is cool like I kind of want the text on it but that's I think that's just me mm-hmm. but the art is pretty sweet and it's dark confidant so this is already an yeah. expensive card that sees doesn't see as much modern play as it used to but it, it crops up in like red black sort of mid-range list some John list still yeah. choose to play it still a, a playable card and an expensive one like yeah it is good to see as well that they have learned their lesson from the textless cryptic commands and they didn't make Archimage's charm yeah. textless because that would have been annoying at least with Dark Confidant the majority of people know what that like single line of text does yeah, exactly. so you know um, and then you've got yeah. this promotion running on from the 1st of July called Love Your LGS. So if you spend X amount mm. of money uh, on sealed product, um, you get some promos and some, just some bonuses just to support your LGS. The promo this yeah. time is pretty sweet because it's a Sol Ring, but it's a Sol Ring in the retro frame. So it's an mm-hmm. old border Sol Ring with the recent art as in the classic, not the not the Mark Tiedin art, yeah. but the, 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 like the generic commander re, like supplemental the product. The Sol Ring one. art, yeah, basically. The Sol Ring yeah. art. You get one of those, and I saw people on Twitter just kicking off about it because it's retro and it's Sol Ring, and you know people want them for the yeah. decks, including me. I want one, so I'm definitely going to spend some money at my LGS to grab one. I think. Yeah, personally, I'm not a huge fan of the combination of that art and that border. Like the border looks great, I think the art looks cool, but I think it just better suited the modern frame, if mm. that makes sense. But I don't know. That could just be me. I'm still gonna want one just because it is like a nice promo thing that's going to look cool in the deck somewhere so and it's not foil you know so it, it, it and le- it's not it leans into the space of people like yourself who want promo cards but not in foil well here's the thing actually i've started picking up like foils wherever possible for Ooh, okay. the decks that i love because it's very different from competitive formats where you know you're going to get deck checked and yeah. dq'd if you've got foils or whatever I'm kind of liking having like the little bit of shiny, you know, like, oh, look, yeah. there's my like foil liquid metal torque in old border. Like, oh, pull yeah. that out and I'll put that in, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, particularly the commanders as well, because, you know, you see them all the time. Yeah, yeah, I think that's my kind of approach now. If it's like cube or commander, I'll get foils and probably get the more exotic stuff just because mm. they're the kind of formats I think people... I'm not going to get punished for it because it's a casual event. I'm not going to get deck... Yeah. Like you said, I'm not going to get deck checked. I'm not going to have Pringles in my deck. But if I'm playing competitively, yeah. I just want the basic readable versions just because it's easier yeah. and cheaper. For sure. And then the, the final thing that they talked about, uh, Wizards Presents, but they were just like real cryptic about it. What's new? Uh, they just said, tune in for August 18th and then just like basically threw a bunch of question marks around the place. I have a prediction on this. It's probably going to be like their own special preview stream for the year ahead that they normally do, except they're just going to make a bit more of a thing about it. And it's basically going to kind of be like their own Nintendo Direct, that sort of thing. I think it's going to be the release schedule for next year. Like the the big standard set release schedules. um, Because obviously we don't know... Because we're supposed to be going back to Frexit at some point. Does that happen next year? Because obviously all the priorities are coming back. So that story needs to wrap up at some point. Mm. It'll be really good just from a work perspective that I know what I'm doing for the next year and a half. Now it sounds miserable, but... (laughs) Mm -hmm. I I feel like it's going to be one of these things where they have, you know, like... 
Jimmy Wong and Becca Scott like walking around and just being like, oh, what is this? And then like it's just a trailer for the next set. <laughs> yeah, the Lord of the Rings one and that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, you know. Sure. Yeah, I feel like that's what we're gonna get. One thing that I, by the way, I mentioned Lord of the Rings there. One thing I am looking forward to and hoping for is that. Magali gets to do some of the art for yes. the Lord of the Rings stuff because she was one of the primary artists on the Lord of the Rings TCG and I've played that yeah. a couple of times before and the art and it looks so good and I just want her to do more magic art she already does tons and already does it brilliantly yeah. but I want to see more specifically on Lord of the Rings because I've seen exactly what she does with Lord of the Rings art and it's incredible yeah it looks so good Yeah, totally off topic but like just as an aside I want that <laughs> that is pretty much it for what they covered across the whole thing they were talking about one or two other small things as well but ultimately like they basically gave like no information outside of what <laughs> we just gave you um, they didn't answer any questions really they didn't provide us with any substance it was all no. just it was very scripted yeah it was, a, it was a lot of flair for not a whole lot of information really no, which, it's kind of it was kind of good just to get you know, dates and preview dates down I think that's just me wearing my work hat yeah. so I can at least plan some stuff and also mm. Infinity is looking to come out in September as well because that was in like a Hasbro yeah. earnings call that that's going to be like end of September so if you're looking forward to Infinity that's after Dominaria United that's it alright so if I'm not mistaken, I believe we have a couple of Q&A to round out the episode. We do indeed. So we'll start with the BMCast Discord, mm. where Joe Chaney asks, why is Nib to Light the best Pioneer deck? And I'm like, it isn't, because it doesn't run Winota, unfortunately. And Winota is the best card in Pioneer mm. at the moment. <laughs> I'm fairly so. Yeah, so I have not been playing much Pioneer at all, yeah. but I don't see how it would be it's like fine because you got the triomes you got the rest of the triomes that kind of really helps pad out like your spells and whatnot but mm. just it's just really hard to wanting to play like a five color deck when you're just going to get one out on like turn three turn four yeah i mean like i don't doubt that it's a good deck like i know it is because i've played against it and you know i know the the power of it but it definitely has some like pretty strong natural predators mm. within the format like Red does have a tendency to just dance on it. Yeah. I know it has a, a bunch of tools to be able to stand the bleeding and that kind of thing, but now I, I actually now that I think about it, I haven't played Mono Blue Spirits against Niftalite, but I can't imagine it would be a great matchup for no. Niftalite because like you just snipe a couple of key spells with some cheap counters and then what? Beat you them know? with flyers, like <laughs> I don't know. I, at the same time, that's going to get danced all over by Winota as well. This so, is like, it. like, I think you need to address the elephant in the room that is actually Winota, but I think that should be banned. Mm. But we'll see what happens. Also, I've I've personally always always hated that card. Yeah, hated. it's like banned in like the almost Pioneer format on Arena. So by that, mm. it should probably be banned in Pioneer as well. But we'll see. Joe Cheney's got a couple more questions. So which set are you looking mm. forward to most? Are you looking forward to Commander Legends Two, Baldur's Gate? the Warhammer 40k universes beyond or the Lord of the Rings universes beyond so this is tricky because I would have snapped off Baldur's Gate if it was like a week ago but having seen like some of the 40k stuff and a couple of previews and that kind of thing I'm I'm a little more towards that but I think overall I think it is still Baldur's Gate but the needle has swayed a little not reducing my excitement for Baldur's Gate but rather increased it for other stuff as well I think you know? mine has to be Warhammer just because I'm into I've been into Warhammer since I was a kid, so just having the two mm -hmm. two things that I really enjoy like merging together is awesome. Plus, Lord of the Rings is not out until next year, so I can just forget about that until next year. <laughs> That's mm -hmm. my excuse. Although yeah. I'm really looking forward to it because it's going to be like a modern 
printed modern legal set as well so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out and then Joe asks, what other universes beyond product tie-ins would you like to see? And Joe would like to see One Piece. Well, I have two. Two very definite ones that I will I not rest until I get them. And that is Dark Souls and Adventure Time. That's all I care for. <laughs> Actually, so I want Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Final Fantasy would be a good one. That's number three on my list, yeah. I yeah. kind of want Steven <laughs> Universe as well, because I've been watching a lot of Steven Universe yes. lately. And I've... Right, yes. this, some of this would transfer really cool into magic. So, Steven Universe is absolutely. So, a question from Bo Schwartz: When are you coming to the continent to play magic? Good yeah. question. When there's Pro Tours and Pro Tour qualifiers, I guess, and Command <laughs> Fests that are just happening, and there's good vaccination mandates and mass mandates, <laughs> would be yeah. my yeah for sure. Like, I here's the thing, right? When it comes to the masks and, and vaccines and all that kind of stuff. It sucks, but like I'm getting to a point where I'm feeling defeated on it, where it's gotten to a point that everyone is kind of just not bothering or just like acting like things are okay or just like pushing it off to the side and like just trying to wish it away. And like, it's not going to work. People are still dying. People are still going to die. It's just, you know, you don't see it as much now because news has shifted onto other things because they're trying to move on. And like, I get it. You want to move on, but this isn't how you do it to that end there's only so much that one individual person can do these kind of things is less about my own personal safety because like i'm i'm a healthy person like i wouldn't be too concerned over getting covid but i would try and avoid it at all costs where possible but having spent two and a half years of my life basically just being a hermit Mm -hmm. i'm i'm kind of at a point where i'm like i i need some like slack you know like that is the kind of thing that is making me feel a little bit more open to the idea it still kind of concerns me all the time like i went to concert there last week i was one of two people the other person being my friend tara in the concert wearing a mask like and i know at that point like it doesn't do anything like Mm. it's pointless for two people out of a couple thousand you know but like this number of people isn't enough to have any kind of impact whatsoever mm. um, like I'll still go around to wear the mask every single time I walk into the shop or anything like that and like, people look at me like there's something wrong with me but I'm doing it and I don't care but yeah it's kind of making me think that like you know maybe like all the good I've done up until this point is not going to be undone by me going to do like one nice thing for myself sometimes yeah like, I'm, I'm kind of conflicted on that because I'm going to be in, in New York in July to go for mm. work to the TCG player officers and around that time there's SCG Con Syracuse and I was like, cool, I'll go to go to SCG Syracuse, do some work, you know, try and oh, yeah. organise everything together. And they had like a, they've got like a modern 30k event on, and like I haven't played competitive Magic for ages, so I'm like, you know what, I could really go for like playing like a competitive event, practice yeah. for it. But they've dropped all the vaccination and mask mandates, and it's just like, mm. mm-hmm. and Syracuse is quite a high rate of COVID in America. It's one of the highest rates in the country, yeah. and it's just like. Yeah, I'm not too sure about this. Like, it's a shame, but I'm f- I feel very conflicted because yeah. I want to do this thing for myself, but at the same time, I don't want to catch COVID in this place that SCG aren't enforcing. Yeah. I don't want to be part of the problem, but uh, even though I've been really good up to this point, yeah. it's just frustrating. I feel like this isn't exactly where Bo Schwartz wanted this question no, to go. No, but I think it's a good conversation <laughs> to have because you're going to see it with a yeah, lot of events sure. going forward. And I just, like, yeah. as much as I would love to go to Europe and go to these events, it's just like, I need to think of, like, the mandates and the vaccinations. And I probably want to boost yeah. it before then as well, which will probably happen in the summer anyway. We just have to mm. see. So Mickey says, for the upcoming D&D set, do either of you hope or expect to see the party or dice mechanics back again? 
And if they appear, would you put them in any decks that you play in Commander? Yes and yes to both. Hard yeah. yes. Oh yeah, because like yeah, party is such a fun mechanic, but Zendikar Rising just didn't make it good, unfortunately. <laughs> I, I'm I'm pretty sure that one of the precons is going to be party based. Because it had the term party in the title. Oh, well, that believe. makes sense. Yeah. Which, which, which is weird, right? Because it, it was a thing that was retweeted by someone on Twitter the other day that Gavin Verhey apparently posted at the end of March, but I never saw it despite being terminally online. <laughs> and like there was the four, the names of the four commander decks and the colors for Commander Legends mm. Baldur's Gate. And one of them was something to do with party. I think it was black and white. And... Like, I saw that, like, two or three days ago, and I was like, Is it, did anyone else see this? And everyone was like, yeah, yeah, of course, we've known this for months. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, I think I was, I remember seeing it, but because just so much stuff has happened, and the timing of that news was irrelevant because there was something else coming that I you just shifted yeah, it probably. to the back of my mind, and now I'm just being reminded of it, just because of yeah. how they scatter this news and these releases. That's yeah. what I'm blaming it on anyway. Um, I think I sure. will. I like the idea of dice rolling in like Commander because you get these sort of moments 100%. like you do in D and D where you're like, oh, I've got a nat twenty. Ah, something happens. Yep. It kind of it creates those sort of memorable moments that you want in Commander. So I'll definitely shove some in. Yeah. And then we got a question from Jamie C. They ask BM mm-hmm. cast me up in Command Fest Birmingham, which is early July. So I will not be attending, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'll be in oh. America. Sad face. Yeah. Are you going? Or? Uh, I hope to go. A couple of my friends are talking about going. Honestly, at this point, for me, it is more down to financial situation than anything else. Because, like, full disclosure for everybody, I have been, like, freelance for the majority of the pandemic, and it has not been great. Nope. So, yeah, it is definitely down to financial cost. But if I can swing it, I will be there. Yeah. For sure. Um, I could push back my time away too then, but it's just typical that I plan to go to America and it's like, here's this one command fest in England and it's at the time you're away. And it's just like, oh. But it's yeah. cool that they're happening in the UK at least. It's nice to have a bone thrown, uh, you know, given yeah. how little we often get them. Uh, and then we got a question from Ev the Mage mm-hmm. from the Twitter account. So as someone who is probably going to buy mm-hmm. into Neoform Affinity soon, I need to ask the experts, Gristlebrand or Craterhoof? I would say Craterhoof, unfortunately, because that's just the card that wins you the most games. Yeah. Now, you, you definitely will be the expert out of the two of us on Neo Form Affinity. Personally, I don't like the deck anymore. Um, yeah. I don't think it's particularly well suited. But if I had to pick, not to be a contrarian, but I would probably pick Grizzleband. And the reason for that is because there's just so much interaction at the moment that like keeping that many creatures on board to make Craterhoof viable is not something that I'm wild about. Now, there's definitely going to be scenarios where you will absolutely just vomit out a bunch of frog mites and stuff and then kill your opponent. But I like the idea to just turn around and be like, well, you've killed the thing, I'm going to draw seven cards, so I'm way up on resources. Yeah, it depends if you have like Shadow Spears and stuff as well, just to get that life gain for for Gristlebrand. And if you you don't have a a Magus of the Future in your deck, because I call this sweet in the Form Affinity. So that's a really good Neoform target yeah. with like Frogmite and then you can just cast these zero mana spells off top of your deck and it's just really fun mm-hmm. to do. I found anyway. Yeah. And then we've got a question from Angelo um, as we both know about this because we saw it tweeted yesterday. Yeah. Um, so if an author is writing a fantasy-based smut and they do not allow their main characters to fuck a non-humanoid creatures, people or monsters, is that author a coward? I don't know why I'm roped into this, but 
Sure. <laughs> well, Angelo on Twitter last night, Saturday night, requested this be put onto the Q and A. Um, we have no context for this other than the fact that he was talking to his partner Miranda about this, <laughs> and they were obviously on two sides of the argument. Yeah. And you know, so we have no context, and also, you know, it's a very deep and complex topic in terms of, you know, like, are they sentient? Do they consent? Are the do they have emotions? Actually. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's so much going on here. But, like, I'm going to take it in the simplified spirit and context in which we've been presented with. <laughs> and I would say, yes, absolutely. Any character should have the option or opportunity to fuck who and whatever they want. Yeah. That obviously goes with the asterisk of, like, don't make this weird and don't make it illegal. Yeah. Like, it, like, that goes with a massive, like, obvious caveat. It's annoying that I have to, like, yeah, blast <laughs> that. That, that, that obviously... But- yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're waving our arms like we're like blasting or tapping a huge sign, but like it's very, it's very obvious. Yeah. Like, don't make it weird and don't make it illegal. Yeah. Um, and when I say weird, I mean like questionable. Like, if you like weird things, bad weird. Like, that's that's up to you. That's up to you. if you like if you like weird that isn't like problematic in some form. That's cool. That's fine. Weird is different than something you've not experienced before. Then yes, but if it's weird in a yeah. in a negative way, then hell no. But yeah, I think I'm yeah. with you on this just because I have very little context and like I hope we hear a resolution to this question from Angelo and his partner because it just seems very left. It just seems very out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, I mean, knowing Angelo, we probably won't get an answer. But like, no, just we'll have more to get him on the show questions. to find out. <laughs> Thank you for listening to us here at the BM Cast, and a special thanks to our patrons. At the Drink Fanatic tier, we have Tom Telford, Anthony Burchett, Christopher McCarthy, Edward Whitney, Evil Vanilla Glaze, Ian Holland, Jeff Eaton, Jonas Kong, Kilgore Trout 503, Matthew O'Neill, Max Makes Magic, MF Peaches, Mini Maya, Munsu Light, Nicholas Martin, Ozan Kaplaner, Scott Hanch, The Jess Guy, The Joe Cheney, Zachary Morrow, and Tim Newman. And at the Stonks tier, we have a nice planeswalker, Alex Gibson, Bo Schwartz Madsen, Brian A. Madden, Coffee Everett. Brogan, Nerblin, Mickey Paris, Scott Creech, Seamus MC, Simon Grip, Jamie Coyle, and Clyde Anderson. Thank you all for helping to keep this podcast on the air. We can't thank you enough. If you want to support us and add your name to this list of lovely and wonderful people, head on over to patreon.com forward slash the BM cast. If you have any questions, comments, or sweet brews, you can email us at budgetmagiccast at gmail.com or simply message us on Twitter at the BM cast. We'll be back next week to give you even more bang for your buck.